0: All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. Around the table today, we have the best, holiest brothers in town, uh, Pastor Jonathan Van Hooken from Day Spring. Was that over the top? We're, yeah, we're, it was very we're... much over the top. You
1: know, I, I've said to the congregation before, i have repeating something that I'd heard another pastor say, really, but he, he said uh his congregation came to him said, you know, you, I know you've said that you— we're sinners. We've had other pastors say they were sinners, but you're the first one we believed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just trying to, to figure out where those people were hiding in the room. Hey, we have, we're, we're, we're reformed. We have the righteousness of Christ. You guys yeah, are. We, we
1: have the imputed Righteous. righteousness of Christ. Right. Right. we right. covered in right. his righteousness.
0: All right, so Jonathan Van Hugen and Russ Herman from Cloverdale. I am Josh Bells from The Well, Boise, and we have a special guest host today, Emily Bateman with the Psalter Project. You guys have just released your fourth album on the Psalms.
3: We're about to, June 24th. Yes, keep that date in your mind. Oh, so
0: that is when the concert is.
3: Yes, so that is gonna be a debut concert. We are going to be releasing our new album, Bitter Herbs, and also performing it live at Cloverdale, United Reformed Church. Um, Thank you, Russ, for hosting us. Our pleasure. Um, So we will have- um, You have albums there to sell? Uh, we will, absolutely. So, this is our fourth album. We will have all of them there to sell. <laughs> so, you have like, there was like
0: theme, it was thematic, right? Like the four albums that you've done?
3: Yes. The first one is called Highways in Our Hearts, and it talks about our Christian journey um, and how the Psalms shape that. The second one is called The Good Life. We talked about this a little bit on yesterday's program, how there is kind of two. Two divisions, the righteous and the wicked, and um, the good life belongs to the righteous, those who are blessed by God in Christ. And then our third album is a lullaby album. It's a little bit unique. It's the only one that's not actually all original music. We use traditional lullaby tunes uh, to set portions of the psalms to them. And this one is called Bitter Herbs, and we are focusing on psalms primarily of lament and anger. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. that's awesome so they can they can go to your website uh, salterproject.com that's you know spelled the way that you spell psalm so p-s-a-l-t-e-r salterproject.com they can order albums there they can find out information about the two concerts this summer is that correct?
3: yes that's right
0: but June 24th is coming up quick I mean that's just right um, around the corner yeah I mean that's Mm -hmm. that's pretty quick so we have been talking about the psalms here on the program one quote that I want to read from C.S. Lewis real quick um, about the psalms, he says this, quote, a man can't be always defending the truth. There must be a time to feed on it. And that's what the psalms provide. I mean, uh, we, we think about the book of Romans, how Paul is is very much dogmatically um, defending the truth of God, of our salvation, of of God's works throughout history. And to, to what end, to what purpose? Well, it's so that we would be freed to Praise God. If, if the book of uh, Romans um, is, is the vehicle through which we understand our salvation, th- the book of Psalms is the mountain f- that, that the book Romans is taking us to. So we are, we are kind of exploring the different themes in the book of Psalms. We've looked at the theme of God. We've looked at the theme of man, the theme of Christian experience. This next one is the theme of covenant. How does um, the book of Psalms teach us about covenant?
1: Well, it reminds us that God is in God has made a covenant with with man. He will be their God, and they will be His people. and 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 in that uh, covenant is the, the reminder of His loving kindness. One of the wonderful words of Scripture, um, Hesed, um, which speaks of His loyal love, His loving kindness, His covenant love. Uh, his particular love that he displays to his people.
0: And that's in the English translated as steadfast love, steadfast love. At least, love. The, at least in the mer- ESV, sometimes
1: anywhere. mercy, sometimes yeah. steadfast love. Yes.
3: And that is almost always the basis on which um especially again thinking of bitter herbs, um there's a lot of frustration, anger, uh confusion going on um both in personal circumstances and in for the nation of Israel especially as they go into exile. Um, in much broader circumstances, but in both personal and national circumstances, the basis on which people appeal to God is on this loving kindness, on this covenant. Mm-hmm.
2: I mentioned the other day that it would be a great study to go through um, the Psalms and ask what is the saying about God? What is the saying about man? Um, when I went through the Psalms a couple summers ago doing that and other things, um, I also, every time, the, the personal name, the covenant name of God was used, I, I boxed it. Um, and the reason why is when you see Lord, all capitals, it's not a title. Mm-hmm. It's a name. It's the name of God. It's the name a, by
1: which he reveals himself. That's right. The name
2: by which he reveals that he will be something and do something for his people that he is, he is the God of covenant, that he is mm-hmm. the God of steadfast love and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And I, that's important um, because as you note how God is being addressed and how God reveals himself, um, how that happens, whether it's his title, Lord, capital L, all lowercase afterwards, or Lord, covenant God, does matter. And so even just how you read the Psalter, Um, makes a difference when you consider the name that God is being addressed by or using for himself.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I might uh, lean into uh, uh, the next uh, topic we might mention on imprecations. Mm. Um, That's a very, very difficult uh, thing to talk about sometimes, but this is happening in context of covenant. So one of the uh, Psalms that is on our next album, Psalm 137, is – has, has a line in it that's one of the harshest lines in the psalms it talks about dashing infants against the rock and the, we decided to to title this the, the line that really stuck out to me in this psalm and that we decided to title our particular arrangement is the Lord's song and the, it says how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land um, and this is the covenant name of God that's being used here and um, So we struggle with that question, but we have the Psalms to give us the answer. The Psalms is how God presents his covenant to us in in song.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think on these imprecatory Psalms, these Psalms that are calling down curses on the wicked— I think the question is that, that often comes in our contemporary culture is well, if God is loving, how could he uh, punish people like this? Well, I think that shoes on the other foot. Um, if God is loving, how could he not punish evil? How could he not punish sin? How could he not punish those things that are, have destroyed this world and have, have ruined men's souls?
1: Bring justice and
2: right. mercy. That's yes. right.
0: So the last theme then is the theme of Christ in the Psalms.
2: Can I just say one more thing about imprecatory Psalms? Yes. I think we need to understand them in that context of covenant because what you're really dealing with is the imprecatory Psalms are revealing the heart of of not just the psalmist, it's revealing the heart of God. That God's love for his people is so deep and intense that it has to be a hatred to his enemies. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, There's you no know, other choice.
1: You know, you know, the Psalms are prayers, just as what we're taught to pray by Jesus. When we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, we are asking God to punish his enemies and bring about righteousness. That's what we're asking for.
2: If you want to understand the imprecatory Psalms, I would suggest um, that you do a study of the minor prophets. And once you do a study of the minor prophets, what you'll understand is that God's intense love for his people is manifested when his people are touched by the enemies of God. Mm -hmm. And God will say, you've touched the apple of my eye, therefore you will incur my wrath. Mm -hmm. And the imprecatory Psalms are merely the psalmist understanding the heart of God Mm -hmm. and saying, God, I know your deep love for your people, your deep love for righteousness, act on that. And you acting on that is acting against your enemies and our enemies. Yeah.
0: Well, there is a connection between imprecatory and the next theme, Mm -hmm. which is Christ, Mm -hmm. because the truth is, is that Christ was cursed Christ came under the curse of God. The reason why there's righteous in the book of Psalms is because Christ took on the curse so that they could be righteous. And the reason why there's wicked in the in the book of Psalms is because those that's the group of people that Christ did not take the curse for. So now immediately someone might say, well, wait a second, I don't even see Jesus in the Psalms. His name isn't anywhere. The word Christ in the English at least is not there. Um, how, how can you... Get to the fact that you're saying that Christ is in the Psalms.
1: It's interesting that uh, when you read uh, Hebrews and you begin with uh, Hebrews chapter 1 and chapter 2 when it's talking about the supremacy of Christ over uh, angels, for instance, and the supremacy of Christ in, in God exalting him, Um it makes seven references to the psalms in those in in there and six uh, well set seven references to the supremacy of Christ quotations from the old testament six of those are from the psalms like psalm 2 and psalm 89 psalm 97 psalm 100 psalm uh, psalm 8 the, the so god found christ in the psalms in the sense that you know this is his inspired scripture about about Christ, Christ found himself in the Psalms. You know, the, you know, he said that all of the all the the law and the prophets and the writings or the Psalms are about him. Yeah,
2: it's. I would make the contention that the Book of Hebrews is simply a sermon that is an exposition of Psalm one ten and Psalm two. That the entire book is is really grounded in those two monumental psalms and it's fascinating to me you ask people what's your favorite psalm i don't i've never met anybody that says psalm 110 but it's the most quoted psalm in the new testament Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the holy spirit apparently has a favorite yeah and that touches on ascension that we just saw it it talks about jesus christ as the king and as the priest And you look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, all of chapter 7, 8, 9, and half of chapter 10 is about Jesus Christ as the high priest, Mm -hmm. and it's hunkering down on Psalm 110. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then it also talks about him as king, Psalm 2. Yeah. Which is also Psalm one. So,
0: so not only do you see the exaltation aspect of Christ in the Psalms, but you also see the humiliation aspect of Christ. So in Psalm 2, it opens up with, my God, my God, why have you forsaken mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus said on the cross. The whole half of the Psalm of Psalm 22 prophesies his crucifixion. It spells it out line by line. Um, Psalm 69 and Psalm 40 are both Psalms that also speak of his humiliation.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've you got his ascension, you've got his glorious um, in, entrance into Jerusalem, Psalm 24. I mean, you've got basically every aspect, of his resurrection, Psalm 16, mm-hmm. you've got every area of his life covered in the Psalms. Mm-hmm.
3: I would highly recommend a book called Singing the Songs of Jesus by Michael Lefebvre, another pastor in the RP Church. <laughs> it's a small world. Um he does an amazing job. Uh, I think a really helpful illustration that he has in there is that the Psalms are actually Jesus's songs. He is like the lead singer, and we are this massive backup choir singing his praises along with him. Um, And he touches on, even like you were saying, it covers the entire experience of Jesus, exaltation, humiliation, and even, um, I don't I don't normally weep when reading theological books, but this was an exception because talking about the Psalms of repentance, how can Jesus sing Psalms of repentance? Well, he became sin who mm. knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God. And just, it brought me to a new understanding of, of, of applying that to my life.
0: Thank you. That was Emily Bateman. Go to PsalterProject.com. You can find out about the two concerts coming up this summer. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.